You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Ambody with you for another edition of the podcast. And I want to get to what I consider to be the big news of the week right off the bat, which is Rashad Samples earning a new title with SMU, getting promoted to assistant head coach, as well as retaining his job as running backs coach. And this comes on the heels of some staff shuffling. Uh, you got Jordan Blake. Uh, sliding into his role as recruiting coordinator, which Rashad Samples held uh, when he got that additional title uh, added last year, I believe it was. And then, um, you know, look, we, we've seen uh, the shuffling of Stefan McClure to cornerbacks coach. We've seen Chadira uh, Uzo Deribe uh, as the new defensive line coach. Uh, Jim Levitt, obviously the new defensive coordinator, and they've also just kind of shuffled around the staff uh, in general uh, with with some recruiting titles and keeping some people in place that have been uh, key parts of uh, the, this run for uh, SMU football and 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 building this program. Um, and and Ali uh, Ali uh, Ueckert, uh is now the on campus recruiting coordinator for SMU. So. Her and uh, Jordan Blake will work closely together, along with Tyler Ol- Tyler Olker and Jeff Jordan, uh, to continue uh, to to recruit and, and build this roster up the way Sonny Dykes wants it. And so, uh, we're going to continue continue to monitor, you know, potential tweaks to the staff. And I think as this program gets set for spring ball in April, you know, at this point, I mean, they're still announcing, you know, little tweaks to titles. Uh, Kevin Curtis left, you know, just last week. It really has continued to be a coaching carousel that continues to kind of move and and move across the country. So I'm continuing to watch for maybe another tweak or two here, but uh, we'll keep you guys informed on what we hear on that front. Uh, obviously, with spring ball a few weeks away, uh, they'll want that worked out relatively soon, I would think, uh, for SMU uh, and, and to get the players settled if there's anything uh, major in that regard. Obviously, Chris Brassfield was the assistant head coach uh, he was a special teams coordinator last year, so how that affects his role, uh, we'll see. Um, but those those titles, uh, you know, I think sometimes are always in flux. So we'll we'll continue to monitor that. But like I said, it wouldn't shock me if Sonny Dykes isn't done with the little tweaking of the staff. And and like I said, we'll we'll keep you guys abreast of that on Pony Stampede. Which if you're listening to this podcast, we're running down to the final 24 hours basically of our big promo, which is get 50 percent off an annual Pony Stampede subscription. And on top of that, you get CBS All Access, which on Thursday becomes Paramount Plus. And so you get that included for free. Normally, if you're on a promotion and you sign up and subscribe with a promotion, you can't get access to something like CBS All Access or what will become Paramount Plus until after you're done with that promotion. And uh, so if you want access, you know, as the summer's approaching and, and trips to all those on-demand shows and, and and certainly some sporting events to come as well, go ahead and take advantage of it 
it is uh, cheaper right now to do that than be on a monthly subscription to Pony Stampede. So if you're on a monthly subscription, check that out. Back to Rashad Samples being the assistant head coach. I think this is a big move for Sonny Dykes because one, you had him on that three-year deal that he signed in December. And look, this was always a part of that deal. I mean, you don't sign something like that, announce something like that without having this in place. He obviously got a nice pay bump as well. A lot of job security with the three-year deal. I'd imagine there's a buyout. So my level of concern with Rashad Samples leaving right now is very low. Um, And obviously you never know what can happen over the course of an offseason and and how much money a school would be willing to throw at Rashad Samples but you know the the thing about it is is it's going to be tough for Rashad in a way right now to go somewhere that isn't necessarily trying to recruit Dallas and Dallas proper at a really high level So if you're looking at some of the big schools nationally that would want to be in there, is it worth the squeeze for them to have to back the truck up to come and get him? He's already turned down Texas in the past, and that was a different coaching staff. And, you know, they had some discussions with him uh, prior to him landing the three-year deal uh, with Steve Sarkeesian's staff and and, and where that was going. But, you know, it it is uh, it's certainly uh, a very nice feather in the cap for Sonny Dykes and certainly for Rashad Samples to be able to say, look, I, I've got a three-year deal. I'm assistant head coach. And right now I don't have any plans to go anywhere. And that helps a lot when you're recruiting these kids in Dallas um, who every offseason really have have heard kind of the buzz around Rashad Samples being this rising star in coaching. So good on Sonny Dykes, the SMU administration, everybody for getting this done. It's a big move for SMU. It keeps Rashad Samples on staff. Uh, 2022 is going to be really critical to, to knowing what – the real story is on players. And I think locally there's going to be, you're going to be hard pressed to find anybody that's going to have a better feel for that than Rashad samples um, just with his connections to the scene and all of that. So I think this is a big, big move. Obviously we knew he was going to be sticking around for a while, but it's a really nice title. uh, One that certainly uh, gives him even more credibility with players, recruits, et cetera. So uh, congratulations Rashad samples for earning that promotion. And I, I want to say that over the course of the last you know couple of weeks, we've been able to talk with Jim Levitt. We've been able to talk with Stefan McClure, and we've still got some stories to come from Stefan McClure. We've talked with A.J. Ricker. We have really gotten to, to know where this roster stands at multiple positions in an in-depth way for, I mean, the Pony Stampede subscribers are getting stuff that you're not getting anywhere else right now um, in terms of the roster breakdown from coaches where they see the offensive line, for example. Uh, A.J. Ricker broke down every single one of the 2020 signees and how he felt like their their freshman year, or in Demetri Jordan's case, uh, his first year on campus, went. So check those out. If you haven't gotten a chance to on PonyStampede.com, those are really, really good. Um, not to toot my own horn too much. I really don't like doing that. But I feel like we got some really good VIP stuff coming uh, up as well and then, um, you know, that we've already rolled out. So... I think right now with where things stand with SMU football, look, they've got a few weeks to go until they're hopefully on the field for spring practice. Um, the the thing about that is, is, is now Texas is 100% open or will be by then, so there shouldn't really be too much standing in the way outside of just COVID protocol that they're going to have to go through to, uh, to run through spring ball. And so it's a big deal for SMU. Um, it is a uh, 
a chance for this team to really take a step forward. I talked to Sonny Dykes last week as well, and just the importance of having spring, uh, spring, spring practice and spring workouts. It it is so critical uh, to this to this program. This is a this is a program that's at a a clear crossroads. You know, you you're coming off of the Shane Bouchelle era. You lose some key players like him, Kylan Granson, Brandon Stevens, Richard McBride, Chris Nagar, and you you turned over the coaching staff a good bit. And now you have more transfers coming in. You have some of these younger players that you've recruited ready to step up. You've got a veteran offensive line. You've got a veteran backfield for the most part. You've got some talent receiver. You have a lot of questions, I think, to an extent. You've got linebacker questions. You've got, I still think, some questions at receiver. You're certainly going to have a new look tight end room. Who steps up at safety to take that defense to the next level? Can they find that third corner? I think you know Brian Massey is one that they're looking at. Defensive line has to continue to come on. They were coming on at the you know fairly strong at the end of the year. I think with Randall Joyner had their moments of of impressive play, but you have to have some time with Kazkazadi to get them right. And they didn't have that this past summer leading up to the season. I think it impacted some development of players that we really felt like we're going to take the next step. Uh, that's, that's not something that really stood out to me. So, um, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun, fun spring. I'm excited about it, getting out there, being able to, you know, hopefully peek through the fences a little bit there and, and get a, get, get some eyes on players, especially the newcomers. We've got a quarterback competition to cover, but Sonny Dykes made it clear to me, spring, spring workouts are probably the most important thing that's got to happen and, and to build that base for spring ball and then into the summer. Uh, that's that's been critical, and the winter storm kind of tripped them up a little bit. Now they're back with Kaz Kazadi and and getting after it these next few weeks. So, um, you know, I think I think this this has a um, you know this has a chance to really be a, a strong spring for SMU uh, and and get back to work and and be able to develop. And um, you know, as far as recruiting goes, the dead period's been extended until June. So you're starting to see some offers go out. SMU starting to get their foot in the door with some players get into 2023 evals as well they only have uh as i checked this morning actually i was sitting there talking with uh mckinney high mckinney high school's coach and i was saying look they're 18 offers out for 2023 zero for 2024 but they're going to work through it and uh 2022 they've been pretty conservative on it on that on that front they want to get eyes on players they want to be sure before offering uh, a player so we'll see what the summer brings as far as hopefully camps uh, and being able to get these guys on campus. But for now, SMU is really locked in uh, on evaling film as best they can and then preparing for spring ball and, and getting ready to install a new defense and, and language and terminology and all those things. So a lot of changes in a way around SMU football. It's going to be uh, exciting, I think, uh, to, to follow it this spring. But I, And I hope you guys are following it on Pony Stampede with us. We've been rolling out a good bit of team content. We're going to get into a lot more uh, recruiting content as well, kind of snapshots of the position positions in 2022, how they're planning to address them. Uh, certainly some offers of note to watch some prospects, you know, on the board that are high priority targets. Uh, we'll continue to kind of roll those out uh, while we also get a chance to preview spring kind of later this month, position by position as well. So be on the lookout for that. Quick reminder, guys, to leave us a rating and leave us a review and subscribe to the Pony Stampede podcast. On the other side of this break, I'm going to give kind of my take on SMU basketball. I just got breaking news into the podcast that the SMU Tulsa game is canceled. 
on Sunday, March 7th. The regular season is over for SMU basketball, and we'll see what the future brings. We're going to cover that on the other side of this break from the Pony Stampede podcast. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate all of you guys tuning in to us as always. Word just came down that SMU basketball's season, the regular season, is over. Uh, the Tulsa game was canceled uh, just moments ago. Rick Hart released a statement saying that uh, effectively SMU is going to be honoring its seniors on Sunday, or its class of 2021 is how they put it in the statement and that they're going to try and give it a go and play in the AAC tournament. Right now, they're scheduled to play at noon on, or excuse me, at 2 p.m. on Friday, March 12th at Dickey's Arena. And here's here's the thing, and I want to read to you guys the, the statement from Rick Hart in this announcement, start to finish. It's not that long. It is difficult for me to put into words the frustration and sense of loss we are experiencing right now. The health and safety of our student-athletes will always be our top priority, and unfortunately, the virus has prevented us from taking the court since our game at East Carolina on February 8th. That said, our team has been working since the summer for the opportunity to win a championship and compete in the NCAA tournament, and it is our intent to resume that effort at the AAC tournament next week. I am proud of the way this the way our student athletes and coaches have handled the difficult and unprecedented situation. I would also like to thank our loyal donors and fans. We would have never have imagined that the win over Memphis on January 28th would be our last game at Moody Coliseum this season. We look forward to playing in front of a sellout crowd next season and hope some of you are able to join us in Fort Worth for the AAC tournament. There's a lot to unpack there for me. And I've been, I want to say, pretty fair to this team this year. And I think for most people that have watched this basketball team and for most most people that have followed this team for quite some time and have followed my coverage of this team and past teams for quite some time, I think you know what I'm about to say. First of all, if Rick Hart wants a sellout Moody Coliseum next season, there, there's a change coming for SMU basketball. There's a change coming. There's, I mean, there's no way you're going to sell out Moody Coliseum. No way. The amount of care from the donors and the fans that he referenced for this basketball team 
is so low in terms of coming to games, it's astounding. They're they're a talented team. They're a talented group of players. I, I think a lot of them really are good basketball players. They're not put into positions to be the team that they can be. When I talk to coaches around the AAC and they say, we're worried about SMU, they're worried about the players that they have. They are. Kendrick Davis is elite. When Farron Hunt is on, he's one of the best players in the conference. Tyson Jolly, I mean, he's as physical, as tough, and athletic as, I mean, it. Some any, any of the guards in the country, or in the conference. He's a really good player. Ethan Chagua, when he's bringing it, he's, he's one of the most difficult matchups in the AAC. You're an A. I mean, SMU hasn't, hasn't had a shot blocker like him since Yannick Morera. This team has talent. This team has pieces. Emmanuel Bandamel's good. They've seen flashes from Charles Smith. But they don't have the accountability to have a season that they're capable of having from the top, in my opinion. Don't have it. Everything has always been woe is me. Everything. When you follow a Tim Jankovic team. And I hope everyone is getting healthy. And I hope the players that have it or the staff members that have it are getting healthy. And I felt for Tim Jankovic having to go through what he had to go through. This disease is not fun. This is not a disease that I take lightly. Not anything that I'm, I'm going to scoff at. But the fact that they keep tying it back to the East Carolina game on February 8th as on-court uh, transmission, which we don't know, guys. We don't know that can happen. We don't. And we're sitting here almost a month after, and this team hasn't been able to get back on the floor for more than a couple days. I think it was a couple days of practice when they lifted the pause before the next rounds of cancellations and the pause came in to play over the weekend. And I'll be honest, heard of players going out. Didn't hear about that during football season. And there are a lot more players. There's a lot more moving pieces. There's one game a week. If a player wanted to go out on Sunday, you know, kind of get out, blow off some steam after practice, hang out. Maybe on Monday. They have off, they have off Mondays. Could have done it. It took one random staffer being in contact with two whole position groups that knocked them out for contact tracing that ruined the second Houston rescheduled game. So after a, a 10, 11 weeks of being ready to play every week, they couldn't play because of contact tracing. And then from there, that's when the wheels fell off and they were out of the title race anyway. And, you know, that's where their season fell off. SME basketball, <laughs> and Rick Hart told the Dallas Morning News this, they had it back in the summer. And so it's concerning. You can get it again or at least have a second positive test. I know a couple of people that have at least had second positive tests 
PCR included. Sure. But literally, they got on campus this summer and, and there were cases. You know, I, for me, it's a lack of accountability. Haven't heard, haven't heard about it that much in the athletic department. Just last week, they had, oh, well over 100 staff members across different sports and athletic, athletic uh, teams test. Only a few positives. It's pretty good. So when I look at the statement and frustration and the team has been working since the summer to compete to win a championship and play in the NCAA tournament, I'm not sure I buy that. Because to do that, you have to be, you have to be uncommon in this year. Look at Duke, look at North Carolina, Kentucky, the team, the teams like that. That yeah, they're coming on now. Looks like Duke's gonna make the tournament. But look at what it did to them this year. Look at what uh, this is an uncommon year. You have to be uncommon and unique. And unselfish. And it starts with the leadership at the top, in my opinion, in Tim Jankovic. It really does. The woe is me. The, oh, well, golly, you know. You can go back years. SMU had six pros on a team and he was complaining about practice. And practicing with players. They had six, seven players. If you have good players... One, they can make up for that. That that team that went to the tournament his first year would would blow the doors off of this team. There's no doubt. That team really, top to bottom, fought for each other. Did. And so when I I look at this, and I'm I'm sure there is it's a unique situation. There's no doubt about it. And it sucks for the players. I feel so bad for the players. But if everyone's not bought into doing this the right way, this is where you this is where you get to. This is it. So, you know, I hope they get a shot to play in the AAC tournament. I do. I hope they don't have to forfeit that game next Friday. It seems like they're trending to be able to play it. But we don't know. Who knows? So... I hope, like I said, they get to play in the AAC tournament. They get to take their shot. They have the talent. Can they put it together? That's always been the question with this team. We saw it at the end of last year. They lost three three straight in, in incredibly, it was art the way they lost those last three games of the year. It was art. And if they would have played the fourth, would Tim Jankovic still be here? I just don't see, if they would have lost that fourth straight game, I don't know. So they're going to play in the AAC tournament, it appears. And they're not going to have that much practice time leading up to it. They're not going to have played a game in over a month at that point. And if they lose, I tell you, watch that press conference. I'm really interested to see what is said. Really interested. 
Because, you know, it's always been something. Always been something. So after watching the football team go through this season at such an incredible clip in terms of being ready to play, a couple hiccups here or there, one or two. This is, and coming down the stretch, I don't know, I, 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 I wish... I wish I could I could you know have a have a straight answer on okay you know is on court transmission this there's some people that are buying buying that some people that are I don't know but after a month and and they're still on pause whew, you got a tough time selling me on anything but but this not being a, a situation where you just there's not enough buy-in to to get everybody to do exactly what you have to do to get there. Basketball was always going to be the tougher one. More games, you know, you got you to play you know, five, everybody's ha- handling the ball, whatever. It was going to be a little bit different. It was gonna, probably going to be a little bit tougher than football. But, you know, it, it's it's been a ride. And if Rick Hart wants to have a sellout next year, there's going to be, a, there needs to be a change made. And that's the reality. And anyone who tells you differently hasn't been paying attention the last however many years it's been. Forget an unprecedented year like this one. We've been, this is, this is nothing new in a way. So I feel so bad for the players. I really do. And I, I, I hope that they get to play and I hope they put on and get a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. Be great for them. You know, you can see it in, on on Kendrick Davis's Twitter when he talks about it, what it means to him. You know, they believe they can make the NCAA tournament, but let's be real. It'll be because of them if they do. That's all I've got on that. I don't know what this team's going to look like when they come back, but I hope they come back and play on Friday. But if they don't. I think that tells you everything you need to know. Thank you guys for listening to this edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. We'll be back later in the week. I want to share some thoughts just about SMU football in general, uh, the recruiting, and kind of just how they're viewed uh, around the state. Uh, I've been out on the road a little bit this week watching some high schools workouts and talking with a lot of coaches, um, and we'll have some content from that on the site. But until then, have a great rest of your week. Happy Texas Independence Day. And I hope everybody stays safe and healthy out there. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.